Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the BB Show. As always, I'm your host, Beebs. I'm here with my co-host, Chen. Uh, unfortunately, we had some, um, you know, something came up for Luke. He's usually here with us for NBA Tuesday, but it'll be just us this week. So um, we will be most likely having a guest on um, on um, our Friday episode this week, or our week 617 preview. So we'll be able to make it up to you guys in that way. But um, yeah, we're here for NBA Tuesday. Chen. I mean, I guess we'll start off with this, man. How how you doing? How how are you holding up? I know you know just were recording yesterday, but uh, you know, in terms of basketball, what's your outlook and how, how you been? Oh, I know it's always it's good, you know, time of the year. So been doing all right. Um in terms of the basketball, look, it's a whole lot. Uh <laughs> when you look at the uh standings over in the east, it's as what many would predict. Uh, Celtics are up there, Bucks, Nets, Cavs, Sixers. I, I mean, it's no no shockers, really. The Heat are back into somewhat relevance. They're at 500 um, after getting off to a rough start. But there's really no doubt for me um, in that aspect. It is it is tough, though, to see the Bulls still kind of struggling at 12. Um, I, I, would, I know this team is better than what they show. They're just kind of... Uh, like actually a piece or two away. I know a lot of teams will say that and whatever, but it's like, I think with Lonzo ball back, that really would change a lot of things. I think right now they have a lot of score first guards and having Lonzo be that it really just improved Caruso. Cause Caruso is not bad, but he's also not, you know, six, six athletically gifted. I mean, Lonzo ball was a number two pick. We can't forget that. Um, I think yeah. his value is definitely, severely underrated because when he's on the court he's very good it's unfortunately and he's way earlier in his career than anthony davis but he's the uh anthony day-to-day davis point guard (laughs) edition it it sucks to say it but uh no that's just kind of the bulls sit i I I mean we talked about go ahead ahead. i was just gonna say we talked about the bulls and we both agreed to blow it up so go ahead no yeah yeah that's that's a fair assessment um yeah, it's, it's in sync, man. The, the, the go ahead and stops. <laughs> anyway, um, Nets. Wanted to touch on that because I know we had them pretty, you know, not not necessarily even, but in the ballpark of like this team could contend, but we're unsure of the fit with Ben Simmons with really just lack of personnel around the uh, duo of Kyrie and Katie. But they, they look pretty legit. As of late, I, I think it helps having a coach that uh, I'm not going to say like he earned the job. Well, that is kind of what it is, though. I mean, I hate to be that guy, but I really think Nash got that job based off reputation. And and I think uh, Jackie Vaug, I, Vaughn, I believe is the name, has been a coach, has been under coaches for a long time. Uh, I understand he's not the player experience, but nonetheless, he's doing a way better job than what Steve Nash had going for this group. I mean, they do not look like a team that's going to get swept by the Celtics. Um, even yeah, with the team being, I mean, uh, in my opinion, a little bit worse than last year. I'm going to be brutally honest. I, <laughs> the Nets are really good in the regular season right now, but I, I think I've seen enough over the years. I don't know if I trust KD to lead his team to a championship on his own. I <laughs> That might sound hasn't harsh, happened, and that would be a legacy. That would be a legacy-defining moment, just like uh, Curry getting one after KD left is in twenty years going to be talked about as 
well, you know, that was pretty impressive, right? The same way we it's already talked about, talked Kobe, about, yeah. You know, the same way we talked about Kobe, right? Like that means a lot for the legacy. If KD were to do that, I think that that would be, you know, pretty well established, especially for a guy that has a much worse reputation than Steph Curry does when it comes to uh, needing oh, help. Oh, for sure. So, yeah. um, but I, I don't know if I buy it. You know, they've won nine straight, nine and one in the last ten. I, I, I'm just going to be honest. I, I think they're a great team, but I put Kyrie in that same vein as player, vein of player a little bit where they weren't able to get it done on their own and you put them together, maybe it'll happen. But the reality of the situation is, is I don't see them beating Boston in a seven game series. And I don't see them beating Milwaukee. And that's, Mm -hmm. you're going to have to beat one of them, if not both to get out of the East, right? They could probably beat anybody else. They could also lose to anybody else. Whereas I, I wouldn't say that about the other two. Right, the, the, the Sixers the, would entertain me. I don't like the idea of Embiid going in that like that. I, I, I don't think the Sixers covers him. I don't think. Yeah. So you're saying the Sixers match up well against the Nets? Right. Right. Yeah. And, and I'm just gonna be honest. I could see a team that has depth like the Cavs just having their bench win that series for them because the Nets really lack off the bench. You know. Um. So while the Nets may have the more star power, that's you know. You would know as well as I do. That's not always the, the answer to winning games. So um, right. if the Nets are really going to be this three, four, you know, top top five seed, top four seed in the East, um, I could see them getting knocked off by a decent amount of teams that will fall under them. The Cavs and the Sixers um, are probably the main two, but the Heat are going to play tough in the playoffs regardless of where they're at right now in the standings. Um, and just a strong defensive team could put this team to rest. I may sound like an idiot when I bring up a team like the Heat, but – uh, I'm just not bought in. I guess is what I'm is what I'm getting at, and so yeah, that, that's my take on the Nets. You know, I just yeah. The bottom line is, I think they could beat anybody. I don't think they could beat Milwaukee or Boston. No, yeah, I, I I'm with you there. Uh, I don't really have a whole lot else to add. I think they're like a trade deadline move might help them, but it's hard to build up the depth that a lot of these other contenders have. Um, And I think they're really honestly just good right now because Kyrie and Katie are healthy. Like they're both historically amazing regular season players. But to your point, when Kyrie was on his own in Boston, things didn't go very well. Some may argue part of it wasn't his fault, but he was, we'll call it the bus driver. You know, at that time, Jason Tatum was on the team, but he was still a rookie, I believe. Um, and even Katie with the Thunder days, it's like Russ was still, uh, he was Russ. He was getting into, obviously not the MVP, but he was a very good player. Harden was developing and I, I don't know. I just, it's, they, they lack for me defensive capability as much as, I like to not brush that off, but I definitely don't value it as much as you do. I think at times, yeah, they're not the, they're, they are just unguardable, like un, unquestionably not a better defending team than the Celtics, Bucks, Cavs, or Heat, in my opinion. I would say the Heat immediately come to mind. Like that would be a sleeper team that shouldn't give them problems on paper, but I feel like just would. I feel like Spolstra would draw up a game plan well, uh, to just yeah. trap KD, and if Kyrie shoots bad, all of a sudden this team's getting blown out. Yeah. So it's it, – they are going to look fine now. I, I just do still have my concerns in the playoffs. They're not going to get swept in round one, but I also don't think they're contenders. I, I would say they're 
a solid playoff team, but I would be shocked actually if this is the team that represents the East. Mm-hmm. That's my take. I have um, a question. I have a question yeah. to, to move on. We'll talk a little Western Conference. At what point do we actually start getting concerned about Golden State? Uh, it the point really honestly and. It would be if they had uh, the Lakers record right now, and they they didn't have Steph. Uh, Steph's out right now. Right, right. Like if if that scenario was just the same as it is, but like still don't have Steph, are in that spot, I'd be a little more concerned. They're two games back from 500. They're still, you know, in the play-in. They're gonna get better and. They got the time to do. I'll so. tell you what, 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 what one team doesn't want to happen is the Warriors to hang around like the seven or eight or even the six. And then you end up having to play them as the high seed. I know yeah. you get the home court advantage, but if the Grizzlies play the Warriors as the three seed and the Warriors get up to the six or something, that's just got to be honest. It'd be entertaining. I, yeah. Be really entertaining. And there's a budding rivalry there as well. So. Yeah, um, and there's a few teams that are still in the hunt in the West that I, I'm not fully sold on. The Jazz being the top of the, I mean, the Jazz are three games ahead of the Warriors right now, and I, I I'm not bought in on the Jazz, man. They were supposed to be in the women on the street sweepstakes. So, mm-hmm. um, same thing for the Kings. Just gonna be brutally honest. I think the Kings have a much brighter future, but I don't know if they're there yet. Um, I think they they got they got the regular definitely, team to be. They're okay. definitely better than the Jazz, in my opinion. Uh, but the Blazers are right where I thought they'd be, uh, hanging around the eights, you know, t- six to ten seed range, or right in the middle at the eights. I, I expect them to finish right in the play in and then make the playoffs because of Dame, like I said. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I the Warriors are starting to concern me because of Steph being injured. Um, but hopefully they can use this as a chance to figure out, you know, three, they've won three out of the last 10. Not great. Uh, they won on they, Christmas. They beat the Warriors on Christmas day though. Yeah. yeah and they, it was, they, yeah. Or they beat the Grizzlies. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And I do remember I'm not, you know, I don't recall, or I, I don't forget them just embarrassing the Celtics. Not too long that ago. Is true. And, that is know, true. So this team is very capable of beating anybody. And I think that they're just a, Maybe a role player or two away. So if they want to make a deal, I don't know if they will midseason. I, I don't know, but it would be very an interesting discussion um, as we approach the trade deadline. If they if they remain in this bottom of the playoff seating, they make a deal for some depth. Maybe trade away Wiseman for two or three. I love or something. Wiseman. Oh, I would love it. You know, maybe you trade Wiseman for a guy like Buddy Heal. Maybe you trade, you know, I don't, you know, just somebody who's going to be a, a a scorer off the bench or, or really, they really need more defense, if you ask me. That's where they're struggling comparative to last year, losing Gary Payton and losing Damian Lee. Just these, these role-playing guys. Um, Dante DiVancesco, love the guy, but he, he's not, um, you know, I guess I, I'm not going to say he's having a bad year, but he's not what they need. They need just a little bit more, um, and they need they need some of their young guys to step it up. I think that's really the biggest issue. Is they're waiting on these guys to put it together, and they're they're not. Uh, that's a fair take. I think they would benefit from having I don't know Iggy's old, but like him or Otto Porter even was a lot better than I think people remember. Like he started yeah. a couple games in that finals run. Um, 
forwards in uh, front court depth, honestly. In fact, we're like, well, Treyway Wiseman, yeah, like he's a center. You'd think that'd be the most he's best just, option. He's just not ready to play yet, or he just may not be good. The uh, reality is this: is I think right now he's becoming more of a project than people anticipated. And the Warriors are not able to af- as afford that as much as no. we might have thought. Does that make Steph's sense? Turning like Steph's turning like thirty-five. It's easy. I believe he's thirty-four. Right I don't now. Know. Until Steph starts to turn, to, starts to show signs of slowing down, I'm going to believe that he's able. He's to got a couple years there. left, but I, I definitely would say it's win now, not project mode. You don't need Wiseman in his prime when Steph's forty. Yeah, but if you have Steph coming off the bench and Jordan Poole replacing Steph, I mean, I still see the original vision, right? Yeah, was, the vision's there. You know, the original vision to extend the dominance past the Steph, Clay, Draymond, you know, years. Right. Uh, it, the vision was there. It, it, they are right now. Honestly, they're just looking for defensive depth. In my opinion, that's the number one priority. So if it comes to making a deal and Wiseman is still struggling, and you can get. Value, you know, a couple guys back who are going to be good contributors. Uh, yeah. That's that's as far as I mean. That's going to take them to a championship. <laughs> I think they'll take that, right? So, right. Um, but I, I do, I do wonder if we get towards the All Star break and they're still hovering around. I, I don't know, man. I, I might start to. I, I, I'm, I'm in your boat right now in terms of yeah, they're fine, but I don't know. We are getting close to that TikTok. You know, the clock is ticking. I in the season yeah reevaluate at the all-star break is really what i have to say they're still like kind of at this point in the uh standings i mean i'm always our break you no know, you gotta remember too what the celtics did last year after the all-star break they yeah. lost like four games i swear that's, that's <laughs> fair that's, that's a fair take so, um, i do have another yeah. question no no not really a question just a statement regarding the west uh i'm like fully bought in on the nuggets right now man like they're becoming my favorite. And I thought this was like a low key take, but as I'm looking at the standings, they're literally the number one seed. So I don't know if it is, but I was just, yeah, like, this is a team healthy is really good. I mean, Michael Porter jr. Was selected 15th because of his back issue. Like when he's playing, he's really good. He was like the number one recruit at one point. Yeah. Uh, he's a six ten forward that can handle. And then you got Jamal Murray back. who They didn't even have last year at all. And if he just, I, I think he's still playing really well, but he has yet to even reach what we when we last saw him. Like in the bubble, he was nuts. He's well, going toe to toe with Donovan Mitchell, and if you get a guy that's close to that on top of Jokic, Mike Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon has been playing very well. Even if you don't like him as much as an offensive guy, move. I'm starting to love that move, man. Yeah, he is, I really he is just such a good sick. trade in hindsight. Like. You know, fits people, that team so well. Yeah, they, they didn't need a guy line. that's going to score. You get so many points from that three-headed monster alone. You can yeah, have they, a they need the KCP. lob catcher, need the lob right, catcher, yeah. and, the, and the interior defense, and that's exactly what he's providing on a yeah. elite level, in my opinion. It's a very balanced roster, like probably one of the more balanced ones in the NBA. Yeah, they and can that's have why, a big lineup. That's why I like it. Crazy. Yeah, and we might be looking at a third straight Jokic MVP if, if they're going to be a sixty-five win team. Uh, yeah. I really hate to say that because I, I don't think he deserves it over guys like Luca, guys like Jason Tatum, uh, and even Giannis. Luca's in a tough uh, spot. He's he's oh, not man. Gonna, he can't he can't win MVP when his team's barely over five hundred. I'm just gonna be honest. 
Um, so unless they make a deal, which I think they will, we're seeing the media pressure for it. Um, and that, and mm-hmm. that where there's smoke, there's fire. That's kind of how the NBA goes. So they're right. either making a deal this year or next. That's going to really help uh, Luca with the offensive output. So, um, and I'm as a Bulls fan, hoping it's Zach Levine because I'm I'm ready to move on. Yeah, no, that's a that's a fair take. Um, but <laughs> I actually have an interesting one, and I, I think you should hear it. You're not going to like it, but I think you should hear it. Ben Simmons' trade value is. I feel like still very low. Okay. What they need is a guy that will take the ball, you know, out of Luca's hands. Ben Simmons has been able to do that. The Mavericks already have a bunch of shooters around Luca when they're on, you know, but that's really all they are is just catch and shoot. That's I the just, biggest problem. Send just... Dinwiddie and picks and a bunch of guys for a Ben Simmons player. Give him defensive versatility as well. That's, I feel like, something that isn't talked about much that this team really lacks. The problem I think Christian Wood to play with. I think my problem with that is that Ben Simmons, the the Mavericks right now need a guy, a scorer, who can kind of like DeJounte Murray for the Hawks, right? Somebody who can take the pressure off of Luka to score 35 points every single night, unless they're if they're gonna win. Does that make sense? So and I don't make sense, but Jonathan Murray is definitely a, a more of it. He's like, yeah, really good as an offensive player, but what he provides defensively, I feel like needs to be so. But like shown a, too, a, a because ball, like that was the main issue ball. with Trey Young. Agreed fully, uh, but I I think there's another ball dominant scorer, and I don't think that Ben Simmons provide that provides that. I think he provides very good. Um, what am I looking for? Defense, but. I just actually don't like Ben Simmons at all. So maybe I'm biased. (laughs) That's that's a fair take. But yeah, I, I, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, no, we, we don't have to stay too much on that topic. I just thought the idea was interesting because I'm seeing a couple Ben Simmons ideas or trade ideas float around. One was for Bradley Beal. And I was like, Beal would be. Rich. I think Beal would be an interesting fit in Dallas. Yeah, but to to match that salary for Beal, I feel like they'd almost have to strip the roster. It's fair, and then it's like a matter. I don't of, think they want to give up picks either. I don't. I don't think they do. Right. It's not really what the Mavericks are known for. It, they're in. A, they're in a tough spot. They really are. Yeah, uh, I would agree. They really have a lot of good assets to move other than Christian Wood, but like it's what they've kind of. I think done they just got to hit on a, every year. on a mid on a mid first round pick. They really do. They just got to hit on one of those so badly. Maybe get a guy um, in free agency. Yeah, somebody of value, but uh, we can uh, keep things rolling here. I know we switched up the order a bit today. Yeah, which, uh, I'm looking forward to. Um, we're gonna lead with. Well, not next segment. We're going to go with who he played for. And uh, one things off today, obviously, with better or worse. You never want to not do that. Um, but you have a guy ready? I do. Ready I do. Okay. I do. I do have a guy. We can, get, we can get right into it. Locked and loaded. I've got two guys that I uh, prepared last week and didn't get to use, so I'm using them this week. So, um, all right. Cool stuff. This guy, no years um, and, and no position because it's not football. So, uh, this guy was drafted by the Denver Nuggets. 
Uh, he was then um, signed with the New York Knicks and then spent time with the Thunder and then spent time with the Rockets, the Blazers, and the Lakers. Bro, you did not just use Carmelo Anthony. I knew it was going to be too easy when you prepared him for uh, who he played for, or for better or worse. So sneak peek, we will be doing better or worse Carmelo Anthony tonight. But yeah, I had it prepared for Luke and um, didn't have much time to find you know some Christian-esque. The next one should be a little tougher, but yeah. That is rather unfortunate. Um, I might have had Carmelo Anthony. Is no my guys way! Okay. That <laughs> is okay. All right, so that explains why you got it so fast. There, we got an Yeah, that, that is okay. Um, so I will go to this player who was, well, drafted by the Thunder in 2009, stayed there for three years, then spent a long time with the Rockets, called eight years. Um, oh, come on now. Come on. It's James Harden. <laughs> I, I'm panicked, man. I did not. Like, we, we, I, I was ah, hoping I could sneak so many oh, by you. Yeah. On fire today. All right. Let me, let me pull this guy's page up. We are on fire. I love to see it. Um, all right. This guy drafted by the Chicago. I'm going to go so fast. Drafted by the Chicago Bulls, uh, then spent time with the Knicks, was traded to Cleveland. Uh, then he signed with Minnesota, Detroit. Eric Rose. Re- um, dude. Honestly, what's crazy about D. Rose is I really – I forget about him in Minnesota every time. And wow. he was actually Yeah, I, was, I remember his 50-point game That's there. all yeah, I remember, that's... yeah. But um, I just feel like he's been in Chicago and New York. He's – whole time and he was in Detroit as well and I don't remember Cleveland at all but yeah yeah no that's all right all right uh, that was a pretty good one um first the first two years this guy he's with the Pistons uh, I believe he was drafted there then for from 2016 until 2021 this guy was with the Nets um was with the Wizards last year, and then now is currently with the Mavericks. Hmm. Is it Dinwiddie? It is Dinwiddie. Hey! I thought the Pistons would throw you it off. It did. Dude. No, it did. I totally just guessed off the Nets. Uh, yeah. The Nets. I, the yeah. The, dang, man. I, I was. And I shouldn't have talked about him earlier. That. <laughs> it's on your mind. Because yeah. the, the, the beauty with the exactly Mavericks is that. they have so many journeymen. And especially if I thought if I led with Pistons, like Reggie Bullock may come into mind. Somebody dumb like Dwight Powell or even Christian Wood. Like, but no, no. Dinwiddie it was. All right. I got um, one uh, off the cuff for you. Want to let you I'll know. Say, I has don't not have any more. Has not played since COVID. But you do know this player. Oh, dude. If this is Ennis Cantor. It's not Ennis Cantor. Relax. I was going to be so upset. <laughs> Wow. Uh, first <laughs> first uh, played with the Denver Nuggets. Uh, he then spent some time with the New York Knicks. 
and then spent some time with the Cleveland Cavaliers. J.R. Smith. Unbelievable, dude. The Lakers, Unbelievable. dude. Last I didn't even get to the Lakers. Up. Uh, yeah, but once the, the first three, I was like, I have a J.R. jersey in the background. I don't know. If it's, I'm pretty sure you can see it. Uh, I can right. see the Steph jersey. Right. So. Oh, there, there, it there it is. There it is. There it is. Between the girly and Antetokounmpo, yeah. Avid J.R. Smith fan here. So I that was a good try trying to see if it one better. I guess he said spent... Shumpert, man. If you said him off Shumpert, I would have. Hey, Shumpert's on those TikTok podcast clips telling good stories, man. So shout out to Shumpert. He's a good storyteller, he man. He really, he really is. I, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. It's entertaining. Really entertaining. Um, all right, so we, we kind of botched that today. We're not botched it. We just all were on our game, I guess. So um, yeah, and you know, having the and, and no we didn't have Luke, Luke to bring the right third stringers that exactly exactly. I would extend it. I don't think he would have gotten uh, those guys made us right away. No, again, no offense to him. The well, hard one obviously no, would have been instantaneous. No, the, the problem was but that you mellow, up, yeah. The problem was that you brought up Spencer Dinwiddie when we were talking. That too. Three yeah, minutes both before my picks we were chalked that. like um, that. Like yeah. So uh, all right. Here's an idea. And you proposed this to me. We we briefly touched on it, but so just some trade ideas as we're approaching the deadline. I mean, we, we, we touched on it briefly, but I've got one that helps out Dallas a little bit. And I kind of was talking to you about it before the podcast a little bit, but uh, Buddy Heald and Miles Turner have really been shopped around the league a lot now for, I feel like, a number of years. And oh, yeah. uh, we talk about Levine to the Mavs and all this stuff. Uh, I-, I think that this could be a pretty decent fit for the Mavericks as well, especially if they got both of them. So one for – they got mm-hmm. one of them. I think both of them would fit well. Um, you could pair Miles Turner with Christian Wood in the front court. Um, and I, th- I personally think that that would work. I could see some people disagreeing, but – uh, maybe you'd swap them, but I don't think they're going to swap Christian. Wood I think it would work. Miles. Yeah, I think it would work. And then I think Buddy Heald is almost exactly what we're what I've been describing in terms of somebody to provide just a little boost of offensive output. I think ideally you would keep Dinwiddie in the situation as well. So I don't know how Agreed. the exchange would work, but ideally for the Mavericks, you would find a way to get uh, what either Buddy Heald or Miles Turner or both, and find a way to keep Dinwiddie and Wood. That would be very hard to do, but I would prioritize Dinwiddie over uh, keeping keeping Dinwiddie over Wood for that because you're getting Turner back. So what are your thoughts? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm just kind of spitballing, but I feel like these guys have both been shopped around a little bit, and uh, this provides just obviously more shooting, but I think that uh, Buddy Hill is just a little more capable scorer uh, than anybody else on that Mavericks you know, backcourt besides Luka. Yeah, and I actually I could see the trade going through um, if they did give up Christian Wood, just in the sense that when I'm looking at the Mavericks roster, there's not you may throw in like Josh Green, um, some just like prospect guys because I know they don't like to give up a whole lot of picks, but they'd probably have to in this scenario. Not a lot, but I would agree. Uh, probably a first, um, and then I do think you would include Christian Wood in the sense that he's a little bit older. Uh, definitely older than like Tyrese Halberton, but he would fit that timeline. Uh, they do still need a center once you ship out Miles Turner. Sabonis is gone. Uh, so I think Christian would, would play very well with Tyrese Halberton. And I think 
you would still be okay with the Mavericks. Like they still have Maxi Kleba, they still have Dwight Powell, they still have size. Um, and, and personally, I don't think they're even really utilizing Christian Wood in the right way anyway. He's a guy that can be capable of scoring like 20 a game, getting those post touches, and they don't really utilize him that way. Uh, Miles Turner is definitely better, more better as like a spot-up guy than Christian Wood. Uh, Buddy Hield is the perfect spot-up guy. And so to have him kind of alleviate the pressure of being a capable scorer, like Luca at times is like, do I kick it to my Reggie Bullock or Kuba <laughs> in the corner yeah. who's been ice cold all game, or do I give it to Buddy Heald, who I think since he's entered the league, the only person that's made more threes than him during that time was Harden and Steph Curry. Yeah, like since he's true. entered the league, he is a efficient volume shooter. And as much as you sacrifice with him defensively, you gained it having Miles Turner on the floor. And yeah. even Dinwiddie being a 6'5", 6'6", so, guard. So here's the question there. Uh, if you're the Pacers GM, Christian Wood and some other, you know, the deal centers around Christian Wood, Buddy Heald, and Miles Turner. Do you pull the trigger? Mm-hmm. I'm the Pacers GM. I, I would just probably need a, a lot back from Mavericks. I, I'm talking like, to give up those guys, talking probably two or three picks, and the likes of like Josh Green, whoever the Mavericks drafted this year, um, Christian Wood, obviously, maybe another you know throw-in guy to match salaries, but it, it'd have to be a package. And I would consider listening because with the Lakers rumors, you're looking at a package of like what Kendrick Nunn with Austin Reeves. Oh, I think they'd get more from the Mavericks picks. than they would from the Lakers. Right. I th- I think that's a better package. Uh, so I think Christian I would Wood could be a that. great contributor for the Pacers too, like you said, and that was something he I didn't would. touch on. I think that he, he fits better than Miles Turner. More. I, yeah. I really do. Mavericks had him off the bench at a certain point, and again, at times I question Jason Kidd's coaching, but. It works for this Mavericks teams at times. And, and probably the best for what the roster they have at this moment. So um, if you're the Mavs, do you pull the trigger? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You'd be I, I willing actually, to I think, part with Wood for Turner, basically? I would. I would to, to get Miles Turner and just for the fit. Just straight up, he's going to be a better defender. Is more of a spot-up guy anyway. And Buddy healed on top of it. Yeah, like I love the idea that you're going to play your lineups more starter minutes in playoffs anyway. I, I am concerned, like quite literally, with the Mavericks starting lineup right now. So you, you don't have to even get into depth. I don't think they can fix the depth issue on this team. There's just not enough time or assets during this season. But you can at least roll into the playoffs with like a solid starting five unit and hopefully some guy from your bench steps up. You know, Maxi Kleba shoots lights out or something. Yeah. But that, that's, you know, just my, my take on it. I think the trade could be doable for both sides and it would be great to entertain. Definitely not one that's uh, I, out there, as we've talked about before this. Um, yeah. You go and check NBA Twitter, even just Reddit, yeah. like anything. There's some wild man, trade suggestions. Man, it, it is entertaining. <laughs> yes. There's four or five team deals with it's absurd, but I have one that, Hey, you know what? Salary wise, it's possible. If I'm a bulls GM, boy, it would be tough for me to do it. 
But, <laughs> oh boy. Let's say uh, DeMar DeRozan wants out. Let's say the Lakers will give you the house, as in <laughs> what's left of the house, which Anthony Davis is not available. I mean, he's still got to get back on the court. Um, LeBron James would clearly be untouchable if you're making this move. Everyone else is up. Pat Bev can go. Russ, Austin Reeves, all of it. For DeMar DeRozan to save this season with whatever they can do. Him and LeBron just do their thing. Put up 30 each a night. I don't think – I'm going to be brutally honest here. I don't think DeMar DeRozan is – I think he's actually a horrible fit for what the Lakers need because they need shooting. And that's I mean, I, and I mean outside Big. shooting, not mid range shooting, outside shooting. Well, Demar is a would... capable defender and a great scorer. What does he bring to the table that LeBron doesn't at this point, right? And and but what I mean is, when you're looking to pair somebody with LeBron who's going to be ball dominant, you need somebody who's going to be able to shoot threes. And the Lakers have proven they don't have anybody who can do that. And yeah. um, well, I think they'd win more regular season games. All it's going to take is one team who has a strong interior defense in the playoffs, and it might be a sweep, man. Just going to be brutally honest. Uh, even if AD, I like that you acknowledge that. Like it's more or less for me to for them to save face for the season, as in like not be in the bottom of the standings. There's just no long term. Like if this is a classic, it's better than Ross. It's a classic. Yeah. Is it though? Is it though? Because at least Uh, you can bring Russ off the bench. And get Ross ain't giving you. Ross is not giving you 25, 26 points of efficient basketball. Nah. Off the bench this is better would... than anything else you got, though. And you're gonna you're gonna lose, you're gonna sacrifice some of your bench depth, I would assume. Uh if you're gonna I'm assuming Russ is a part of this deal because they're trying to get rid of this contract. Abs- absolutely. That was the big so thing, yeah. I-, I think your bench depth goes down. I just see no long-term incentive for the Lakers to do this. With that being said, this is right up the Lakers. Have a yeah, no, they, they don't have right a long-term ex- incentive. They never they have long-term year. incentives. Man, they look at every season and they say, How can we win a championship this year? And yep. um, well, it's been pretty successful, so maybe my philosophy is wrong. But um yeah. as of late. Well, I mean, don't they have the most championships in the league history? Uh, might be the Celtics. They're, well, they're one close. or two. They're one it's or close. two. So, um, and the Celtics got like fifteen of them for free. With but as of recent, it's been rocky. Wouldn't you agree? They like they got the twenty ten ship uh, with Kobe, and then they had a long stretch until they literally signed LeBron and traded for AD. Like they had to go completely aggressive. So you and say that they got but one. you say that, but during that long stretch, in my opinion, was one of the few times in Laker history where they actually played the long game. And now we sit here and we talk every other week about how mm-hmm. LeBron showed up and offloaded all of these incredible assets that are now turning into great players like Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, Julius yeah. Randle, all perennial all-stars at some point in their careers. I mean, Brandon Ingram's the most improved player arguably this year for the second time in a row, if you ask me. So, um, and we've talked about how much Kuzma has thrived outside of LeBron. So that, and don't forget about D'Angelo Russell and Lonzo Ball too. Like, you know, (laughs) think about the guys that, and I'm not saying all of them would have formed this super team, but you talk about like the, look at the way the Warriors found success through the draft. 
the Lakers had the pieces, man. And we talk about the GM blowing stuff up. I'm on the side of, I don't think LeBron has helped the Lakers at all, other than no. winning one bubble championship that, okay, they won the championship, but I, I don't know, man. I, it's, it's up in there, up there with the Los Angeles Rams conversation of how much, how much do you really value one ring? Because it's going to ruin you for the next decade. Yeah. No, it's Ferris take on it. Really, I can say it's just, is it a good deal? No, I would not I, pull I, the trigger if I were the no. If I was the Bulls no. in a heartbeat. If I'm if I'm at the point where I'm finally saying this team is not going to work, I pull the trigger in a heartbeat. And, just get anything uh, you can get. You get know. what we can get out of Demar, who's thirty something. Uh, maybe get some picks. Um, take on Russ's contract. Tank our games and let Russ yeah. go in free agency. Uh, move Levine for picks and look towards the future. Um, and, and you know, try and find an, a new core because you, you really need to. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the yeah. bottom line. Plain and simple. So. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'd like to see it happen as a Bulls fan, but it won't. Yeah. No, just good hypothetical ideas to kick the ball a little bit. I, I thought we'd even had a trade at this point. I mean, we're pretty much a month away from the deadline here. Yeah, I know they all, it's, it's coming the up. Moves, they all kind of happen on that day. Uh, it's funny how NBA, you know, people who manage multi-million dollar teams do the same thing as just like everyday humans. <laughs> as me. But they wait me until <laughs> the last possible second. Like all year we'll be discussing trades. I get from like leverage and player value and like the kind of chicken game when you're negotiating of like who yeah. really needs to trade more. But man, I mean, they cut it close. Like it's usually like the last hour your phone's just blowing up like oh he's here and he, like, yeah. <laughs> he's here I, yeah I, I love the trade deadline I, I really do uh but we can uh divert you know to our yeah Some final segment of the night worse yeah staple this show and because you know there's not for basketball reasons just it, it's an 82 game season i mean be similar if we talked about like baseball or something like there's just so many games not a lot of them always mean a lot uh so bottom line that, that's just what we do here's we do a lot of hypothetical we look back on the past and uh we're gonna do some all-time better or worse which is different than the you know current better which or worse we've done the past NFL. couple of weeks so oh yeah nothing nothing new but just uh hey i, I we'll get right into it because we brought his name up both of us had him on our. Uh, I still can't believe that happened, man. <laughs> of all the people, that's like I, the worst execution we've had on who he played for ever. So poor, yeah. I just wow. But, Live and uh, learn. Live and learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Carmelo Anthony, man, this is this is gonna be entertaining. And I guess we'll have to go back to the uh, style of uh, just rapid fire, or not rapid fire, but you, you get the idea. Like I give you. Okay, yeah. we yeah okay yeah. I've cool. got I guess all right, so so I'll interject I, I, at times I've got protect I've got I, I put down three names so we can do a mix of the style but okay um, I want to lead with this guy because I was very interested when I started crunching the numbers um, initially I would think that one was much better than the other but oh boy uh, 
I, I think I have to disagree with myself. So to kick you off, better or worse all time than Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony. Jeez. Reggie Miller. And I know we've talked about him before. So this is what's going to stink. I'm going to go to bat for Reggie Miller. But I'm already in my head. Now I'm realizing, all right, I'm going to have to fight the uphill battle. The numbers are probably not against. Or so they're not with him. I just want to, before you make this case, because I know you would, I just want to read something to you, okay? And this was the benefit. Whoever posted this on Reddit, man, and did this, this is eye-opening stuff, man, if you ask me. Oh, Car- Carmelo Anthony. Actually, we'll go Reggie Miller. Three-time All-NBA player. Uh, mm-hmm. All-NBA third team, sorry. And a five-time All-Star. Carmelo Anthony. Two-time All-NBA second team. Four-time All-NBA third team. Ten-time All-Star. And a scoring title. Okay. So you have the scoring title. Twice the All-Star performances. So a longer, you know, longer career of dominance. Um Reggie Miller never cracked above the All-NBA third team. Uh, Melo did that twice. Reggie Miller was on the All-NBA third team three times. Carmelo did that four times. So from an accolades perspective, Carmelo Anthony blows him out of the water, in my opinion. From a total points perspective, Carmelo Anthony wins. From a, a career average perspective, Carmelo Anthony wins. So with that being said, please make the case for Reggie Miller. Well, it kind of boils down to this. Uh, the Knicks, for a long time, tried to put the pieces around Carmelo. You can say the, the names that like didn't work and whoever. But I think Reggie Miller would kill to have Mari Stoudemire. I think he would kill to even have like Tyson Chandler in that group. Lynn Sanity for a time. like Even role players, like he was playing with scrubs. Like scrubs, like not... Dudes that before he was uh, like he was old when he finally was getting like Steve Jackson and Jalen Rose. I, I don't even think like Rick Smith, who was like the number two guy, was capable of getting like a consistent like 10, 15 points. Like I, I, I'd have to make step. And I'm saying like efficient. Uh, I, I just watching it back in the day, you knew who was getting the ball and, and it still didn't matter. I, I think in t- and that's why it's so tough is because even at that time as well. Or at the all NBA teams and whatever, Michael Jordan, like Clyde Drexler, they can those like guys right off the top of my head. There, there was heavily influenced. Um, I just ah, and the the market too, like a lot of that is media voting, right? So like, and New York Nick is gonna get a lot more votes in terms of like accolades and achievements than. Okay, this is where I'm pumping the brakes, man. You, you can't just, I, I just pull like in media I, subjectivity. It's, it's valid. No, it's, it's valid. It ain't valid, bro. It is. Clay I Thompson would honestly had a whole say that Melo's best this. years were in Denver. Mm. Yeah, he it's, it's arguable. Like the, it's arguable. Be a, be, a best version just, of a certain player that like could do it all. I, I think he's definitely the best. Like so, in terms of his shooting Reggie ability, Reggie Miller. New York. Averaged over 20 points six times in his career and had a career average of 18 points. We're talking about being the, the bus driver. Uh, there's your numbers, right? Six times, uh, never averaged more than 25 points. His highest was like 24.7 or something like that. And then bef- next, the 90, next, yeah. is the, next is the 22. So yeah, Carmelo Anthony as a rookie averaged 21. 
Uh, he didn't average less than 20 points from 2003 to 2016. That's 13 years spending over 20 points. He didn't average less than 20 points until he went to OKC and was a part of that disaster big three, which we all remember, oh, Melo's kind of old, like he's phasing out. Well, the reality is, is the year before that happened, he was averaging 22 points still on 47% efficient field goal percentage um, and you know 40% from the field. Not as bad as I remember him when he got to OKC. It just was not a good fit, you know? He was not, like, I, I recall... I understand that. I recall like, that I, being, like, when he signed with them, I was like, oh, that's never going to work. He's, like, 50 years old, and he was honestly still a very effective player the year before um, at the age of 32. But uh, Melo averaged uh, career-high 28 points. He did it twice, three times. Sorry, as I'm reading this again. I know his numbers are going to be higher. Like, like that's not... That's not news. But like he was drafted when Reggie Miller was retiring. Like that's it. That is not a shock to me. It, it's just I would have to go out of the way. It's like oh, he had a couple like better accolades than Reggie Miller. Yeah, he played in New York with better teams. Like he's just gonna get more circulation that way. And like Reggie Miller is. You even like you were with me on this like last week. You were saying like just like the eye test, like watching what he does in like clutch time and all that. Like that's because Mello we were got comparing him. That's because we were who we got grilled because he can't win in the playoffs on his own, even with superior talent. So did and, like Reggie. Reggie Miller. He could. He, he beat the Knicks like on his own. He beat him one out of four times. It one was still on his own. Melo just couldn't do it. Like that was his biggest. Here's knock. my. Here's my. Here's where my. The my case for Melo is resting. If we were comparing him to even even somebody who was a significant scorer who had an MVP or had a championship that they won, uh, maybe as the second option at late in their career, I, and I can't think, you know, a guy like Pippen or maybe you know a guy like that where it's like maybe they weren't the bus driver their whole career, but they've got the rings and the championships to back them up then yeah, I'm probably going to, I'm not a big fan of Melo's all-time case because he, he really doesn't, he's got the scoring title and he's got all, all these all-star appearances and he's all NBA. So, and he was a great scorer, but he wasn't much more than that, right? Reggie Miller scored less and won about the same. And we're relatively, I mean, maybe he's a little bit better. So this is where I, I retaliate with, are you going to tell me Dwayne Wade is a worse shooting guard because his numbers were statistically way worse than Arden, but Wade has three championships and one of them he went and won on his own. But like everything uh, is telling yes, you I accolades. Would take, no, MVPs. yes, I would say Dwayne Wade is a better shooting guard all time than James Harden. Right. So, but all the accolades are pointing to Harden. No. Yes. <laughs> no, so like, Arden doesn't have a scene, ring. Wade won a ring by himself. But you just, but you just said like, even though Melo is that's because we're comparing. That's because we're comparing two guys who don't have championships, and and we have to go to all star performances and all NBA performances for accolades. But we brought up like Tracy McGrady, even like guys. Reggie Miller, because you're talking about the like he's stepping up. No, Tracy McGrady was bad in the playoffs when he was healthy. I take Reggie Miller back. Right. And yeah. I'm for the same and reason I'm taking, I'm taking Reggie over Miller, Reggie Miller over. Yeah, and see, it's I'm taking Reggie Miller over Melo for the same. I reason think I'm it, on an all time, maybe if we're playing a pickup game, yeah, I, I, I might take Reggie Miller, right? I might, 
that 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 we'll get to that decision. But all time rankings, I think Melo has accomplished more and was better longer. If that's yeah, uh, okay, yeah, he had a longer career and scored more points. Sure. So, uh, like the uh, reality I is, is, if Miller player. gets one ring, this I don't think this is a discussion. I really don't. Or if Melo gets one ring, I don't think it's a discussion. If he wins in Denver that year, they barely. Oh, that would change my with, view of Melo if he got. If a ring. he wins in Denver that year, they you know went to the Western Conference Finals with against Kobe and went to seven games, right? Uh, this isn't even a discussion. Yeah. If he gets drafted, and we'll talk about I want to do this. Let's do a deep dive. What if he gets drafted by the Pistons? I mean, he, dude, he might be better than LeBron all time if that happens. I'm just being honest. They might have won like four championships. That team, I, it's one of the if biggest they meshed what well enough. That, that's, that's interesting. But I, I saw, I, and this is off, but I, it was Chauncey Billups on podcast clip the other day talking about how the entire team was hype because they thought they were drafting Carmelo and they thought he was legit. And they needed a scorer. That was their one Achilles heel because they were so that's good on defense so and they did not have an elite score. And they drafted Darko Milicic. And it's like, dude, wow. Like, what would it be? You know, people beat. forget, man how much that really matters where you get drafted in the situation you go into, right? Um, because mm-hmm. it would have been part, in my opinion, it's a perfect setup for Melo's play style. It really was. He could have been ball dominant. He's, they had everybody around him could carry him on defense. And he could go score and, you know, be their best scorer. And that's all he needed to do. And I mean, Denver, they were pretty good too, but they had to make moves, you know, get AI and, and have JR develop and all these things, but um, yeah. offbeat, but Good debate. I I I I could see the original case. I really could. He's an all timer. I think he was on the all uh, on the top seventy five, and I think Melo was too, actually. But um, I think he was. Yeah, I think he was. But all right, we'll, we'll keep it moving. So go. Do you have a guy to, to spark some debate about Melo? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, better or worse than Jimmy Butler? Mm. Bring him up mm. a lot. We do bring up Butler's just a hard guy to range. One is. of those guys, he just brings so many intangible values to the game. Mm. Um, I think I have to stick to my guns here. You know, if I'm going to take him over Reggie Miller, I have to take him over Jimmy Butler because That's otherwise, I mean, I, I just have to stay. I, I'd look really hypocritical if I didn't. But but Jimmy, at least. You know, Jimmy is very similar to Reggie Miller, and then he was a bus driver for so long, and he's a great winner and um, steps up in the playoffs all the time and just doesn't ever quite get all the way, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Carmelo for the longevity but it and just the better scoring. But Jimmy brings a defensive aspect that I don't think Reggie quite did. Reggie was a better defender than Melo, but Jimmy is a top five perimeter defender in the league in my opinion maybe not five but he's up there and he has been at some points in his career so um mm-hmm. mellow for the longevity but this is i just like jimmy butler man i, I it's, <laughs> the answer is mellow but okay no no no. just testing you see how i could get you yeah that's all <laughs> i got one for you we talk about the value of championships perhaps one of the most overinflated championships in my maybe not overinflated but um, you get what I mean when I say the guy a better or worse all time than Carmelo Anthony, Paul Pierce. So mm. I, you know, I I say overinflated, mm. but it's really just mm. the guys that were on that team that act like they were some dynasty and they really only just won one championship. I think it's hilarious when they, you know, they hype that up so much. You tell me, man. 
No, you got to go first, man. I came up with the guy. I came up with the guy. You uh, go first. All right. R- riddle me this. <laughs> Who would you rather have in a game of one-on-one? Mellow. Who would you rather have in their prime in your starting lineup? Probably Mellow. I, I, I'm not making a choice here. I have. I mean, you're someone supposed to I, answer. I question. think this is a hot take. I have no good reason to pick Paul Pierce over Carmelo Anthony. I have to be brutally honest. I, you're not going to get, you know, when it comes, I do value championships a lot, but uh, Paul Pierce. I don't Pierce, think there's a good reason to do so. I, 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 I am not disrespecting what he did in his career. But I, I just think like Carmelo Anthony is just better in every way. I wholeheartedly, I think I'm going he's, to have Paul to Pierce was he's a smaller, slower Carmelo Anthony in a better situation. <laughs> that sucks to say, but they are the, the headband sc- volume scorers. Like this one played with the Celtics and one was with the Knicks. Yeah, I, I think Paul Pierce. Well, in my oh. opinion, the bus driver on that team was probably KG. I'm <laughs> just going to be real. Definitely the most um, steady in the playoffs. Yeah, Paul Pierce, an incredible scorer and a huge integral part. Um, I think that if they don't form that big three, he might be looked at higher because he, you know, looking at his numbers, they take a dip when that team came together. He was averaging 25, 26, and then back down to 20-ish. Um after the 2008. So it's a little bit like, hmm, you know, maybe he, he just didn't get the ball as much once they brought in Ray Allen and brought in Kevin Garnett. But um, yeah, yeah I, I agree. I think Melo's the choice here, despite the championship. So I, for the record, I, I, I do do that sometimes. Uh, no, I'm glad you acknowledged that at least because that my, initially crossed my mind. I was like, oh, Paul Pierce, like, legacy he's got a championship both are like good scorers and it just like really started thinking about it and like i feel like paul pierce is just up there because he's supposed to be up there like it's not really because he's you know like 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 draymond like draymond said you're not kobe you don't get a farewell to him <laughs> yeah yeah and he was very bad in the you know the parts really since he left boston i understand he was old but uh, this wasn't really good luck to watch, you know, his decline at the end either. Uh, yeah, no, I'm with you with the mellow. Uh, we're actually going to throw it to a guy in his own draft class for this uh, better or worse. Different position, but I- I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Better or worse than Chris Bosh. Oh, I thought you were going to go D-Wade. Oh, man. Oh, that would have been very interesting. It, it would. I-, I would probably still take D-Wade. I would take just, Wade just because yeah, uh, he, winning that championship in 2006 is like, yeah. So that answers that question pretty, that. pretty quickly. But, um, you know, Wade, he, he he was mitigated by injuries too before LeBron came a little bit too. And people forget about that. But mitigated yeah. is not the right word, but you get what I'm saying. Chris Bosh, we talked about him before, just kind of. One of the bigger what ifs, in my opinion, he, he just chose to take on this third role when he was really a top five power forward in the league. And 
mm-hmm. um, you know, chose to seek championships. And I, and I really respect that. Honestly, I, I, that does not go unnoticed in my eyes when a guy values winning, but I think it's mellow. Everything Bosch was good at um, positionally. I think Bosch, I don't know. This is a good question. Who was higher in their respective position at their peak, right? Like Mello was never better than Brown, but was he the second best small forward in the league? I, I would, was he better than KD? I mean, third maybe. Mm-hmm. And how high did Bosch yeah. get up on that list, right? He probably wasn't Dirk, probably wasn't Timmy Duncan. He wasn't KG. So uh, maybe he's five, six. I probably think of some more guys, but um, I think I'm going to lean Mello here for the bus driver conversation. Um, and because Bosch really the three just, rings, or I'm sorry, two rings from Bosch that doesn't not the bus driver sway you, huh? You know the the ring conversation when it comes to you know and, and the bigger case you can make for Bosch is defense, but I, I think that Mello just did it for so long, so successfully on offense that it just overrides. Bosch just had a really short career. Obviously, played 12 years, but uh, it's still you know for an all time great 13 years. At all time, great. It, that's relatively. But he could have played more. He could have yeah, played he, a lot longer and still been successful. I mean, his last season, he averaged almost twenty points. So, right, he was still a very good player when he was done, and, and LeBron had left, but he just, you know, blood clot issues, and he he was done. So, um, very interesting. But I, I got to go mellow for. Yeah, you know, I mean, mellow was up there in the top five players in the league, and I don't know if Bosch ever got there. Yeah, well, that's a fair take. Uh, I'm assuming you're going to say the same because you love offense. So, right. And yeah, again, I was like, who's a very good, um, you know, Maya's like accomplished a lot in terms of like accolades, but was like not as talented as like Carmelo Anthony. And I was like, well, Bosch did do a lot. You know, he got two rings. And like, he actually is a very good player. He matched up close to Carmelo, but yeah, I wouldn't take him over him. No. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll wrap it up. Uh, the other guy we have written down is Tony Parker, better or worse oh, all time. This is very interesting for me. Five, did he win five championships? Was it four? Was it three? I don't even. I don't even know. I need to look this up. Um, when did three? Tony Parker basketball three. reference. Um, pretty sure it was at least he won four. It was four. And he was the finals MVP in 2007. So that, um, that is that is finals MVP may change my thoughts a little bit. But um, all right. Hmm. To kick us off, I've got a very, very, very interesting debate here. When you talk about the value of championships and the value of just longevity, dominance on the offensive end. Um, better or worse all time. And Tony Parker, Steve Nash. Oh. So you've got a guy who couldn't get it done in the playoffs with an integral piece of one MVP, the best dominance, one two MVPs actually. But those are you know we've talked about how yeah, suspect those Kobe's. Really oh boy. Is this where this media like the media does have a sway? Like the Spurs are like probably the most like they they still I feel like don't get talked about enough. Like that team the was media so has for so long. The media has a sway, but when you peel back the curtain, one guy. You know what? I'll let you make your choice before I 
make mine. So I, because I, I yeah think, yeah I think I have the I, answer. I I know it's there's probably a very solid case for Tony Parker, and I'm trying to consider it. I, I really am, but you can't tell me Steve Nash on those teams would not he won two MVPs. He was definitely a better scorer, in my opinion. Definitely more efficient than Tony Parker. Uh, I'm not saying that Tony Parker wasn't efficient. It's just Steve Nash was like uh, on a very good level. Uh, yeah, it, uh, I'm gonna go with Steve Nash. I don't really feel too great about it. So and what I if I told you that kind of hurt me? What if I told you that Tony Parker has a higher career points average than Steve Nash? Career would explain that. Yeah, he didn't have a Nash at higher peak, but he, he well, did like he had a really bad season at the end with the Lakers. Nash's peak oh, sorry, wasn't the player he was when he was with the Mavericks, even Steve, in the early days of Phoenix. I'm, I'm just gonna took him a while. I'm just gonna push back, man, because Nash never yeah, averaged more I'm than 17 points a game, and Tony Parker averaged over that um, from 2005. All the way, well, okay, 2005 to 2008, and then average 16 in 2009, and then 17, 18, 20, again, following that. Uh, so basically, he averaged more than him almost the entire time. He was a better scorer. Uh, the case you can make for Nash, obviously, is Nash. The three ball is what I'm really The three ball, at. but you're forgetting about the assists as well. And the, and the free throws. The facilitation and the MVPs are the case for Nash, but the reality is, is, Nash falls into this weird category of I think he's got some of the most fraudulent MVPs, and I can't hold that against him. I can't, you know, he won the award. He, he, they count, mm-hmm. right? But um, bus driver can't get it done in the playoffs, and um, Tony Parker is one of the best winners of all time. And uh, I think they're Rob Parker maybe has an edge on defense, but not big enough for me to make a case for it. And um, you know, you bring up I, I, I think Parker's a better scorer. Average five to six assists for over the course of his career. Uh, they averaged about the same rebounds. And Nash averaged eight and a half assists over his career. But Parker never went over 10. Nash did that four times. But uh, the reality is I think Parker's a better scorer, a better winner, a better defender. Um, not as good a facilitator and not as flashy and media favorite MVP. But at some point being an integral part of a dynasty in the same way that we would take Scottie Pippen over all of these guys. I think that – Applies to Tony Parker here. Well, I mean, Scotty Pippen does as a player was just phenomenal too. I mean, a six nine powerful, say power, but it was more like small forward, you know. Yeah, but time. but 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 if Scotty um, Pippen had accomplished had the exact same stat lines anywhere else and didn't win six championships, uh, he is not regarded in the way he is. I would agree. I, I would agree. I, I think his stat lines are probably better, but. They might, might be a little bit better, but it, and but, like uh, the Carmelo yeah. Anthony light. Yeah. Um, no, nah, that's a that's a very interesting one. Uh, I'm gonna bring up one of your favorites. Better or worse than Damian Lillard. Oh, I have him written down. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, I knew man. this would be interesting. I love, I love Damian Lillard too. That's the thing, but I can't, I can't, I can't do it. I, I, I obviously I wrote him down, so I already had my my thoughts, but I'm gonna pull up Dame's accolades. There's nothing there, man. <laughs> what's your, what's of, your criteria for like, are, are you really just looking strictly at accolades? Because I know at times you'll bring up and all those guys just, when we're talking player. about, when we're talking about all time 
rankings. Yeah, I'm looking at like peak pinnacles of their career. Peak, yeah, the peak for a pickup game. I, I, yeah. I'll, I'll acknowledge Tony Parker out. was very good for a long time. I just think like if we're talking peak uh, to play a pickup game, yeah, I'm taking Damian Lillard. He's a better scorer. He's, he's a game changer. But the reality is, is he he's been stuck in Portland. He's won a Rookie of the Year and was on the All Rookie Team. And he's been to six All Star games. Tony Parker has four championships, a Finals MVP. Uh, he went to four all-star or six all-star games. He's four times all NBA. Um, and Dame has six times all NBA. So let me, uh, but he was on the all rookie team, no rookie of the year, but the finals MVP, I think that's a wash, but um, look, you talk about like, what, what's, what, what's the goal, right? Like what's the goal when you want to, what, what defines legacy? Well, I, I would argue winning more than anything else. You usually, there are other factors, right? We look at guys like um, environment. Yeah, environments and stuff like that. And if Dame was on, Era. if you swapped them, yeah, they'd be pretty good. But um, I have to just look at the facts. And the fact of the matter is, is uh, Dame's loyalty has greatly hindered his legacy. So, yeah, I'm going to push back as we'd all expect here. Uh, just for just exercise sake. Tony Parker, was he ever even considered a top three, top four point guard at any point in his career when he was playing? Uh, I'd have to crunch the numbers, but I would have, yeah, I think he was around the top five conversation. Um, you know, but nowhere close to being number one or two. Or honestly, I wouldn't even say top three. I think there's guys in that time that were. I, I would, I would, better. the point you're making, I would agree with. But I think that Tony Parker gets forgotten. He gets forgotten. But I'm just saying he was never at a point where it's been. uh, There was a couple of years. It was who's better point guard, Steph or Dame. And people were actually making the case Dame is best in the NBA. And there's never been a point. Yeah. I'm not saying it's accurate, but I've never heard somebody be like, you know, when Tony Parker played in these years, he was the best point guard in the NBA. You don't hear it. It was just not. Yeah, it's him. a fair case. He, he he wasn't him, and I, I know you're like, yeah, swap two guys. Dame, I'm gonna say would break, like on the Spurs, I'd probably break the the league. Like Tim Duncan grabbing all those rebounds and shooting the way he was. I understand different eras, so you'd scale it back a bit. But even on like, I think the like the 2014 championship with Dame. Oh man, like it. It would be a very interesting roster. Um, I think they would definitely win more championships. That's a big hypothetical. And, and I understand what you're doing. You're like, shouldn't forget about Tony Parker. I'm not being like he was a bad player. He's very good. I just think, I just the think Dame you, was like a MVP-level player. You know, I think, honestly, if you, if you want to make the argument, you should make the uh, Was Tony Parker on the All-75 team? He might have been, man. Because I know Dame was. Yeah, so if you I, want to make that argument, been, that's you know where I'm that's, fighting. I, that's why I'm not, I'm not going to. I think him and Manu were both on it, and it's like I'm not taking away from him. Or even Manu was a player. It's Tony just, Parker was not on the list, but Manu was. Hey, uh, I love. I it. swore that uh, there was no way it was just Dame was on the top seventy-five. Kawhi I was. Just... Okay, that's interesting. Was Manu only top seventy-five? Uh, he was snubbed as well. 
Interesting. Very interesting. But that is a case. You know, That's a case. Like play into the, the media a whole lot because sometimes I just that, think that's that really all it is. I value headline. I but. value playoff success, as we all know more than you do. <laughs> very astronomical. Um, yeah, I just think situations are very important. Situations are very Some important. Guys are more set up. Um, to and we're talking about bus playoffs. driver conversation. I know he has the Finals MVP, but that was really the only year you could look at him like that. Otherwise, it was Tim D and Manu, um, and Parker yeah. was the third. Um, Facilitator option, who was had Kawhi, like those those teams were loaded. Um, but the reality loaded. is, when it comes to ranking Dame, it's it, obviously the NBA thinks he's better than Tony Parker all the time. So maybe I'm wrong, but he could average thirty out in the, for like a year. Like he did have, he Parker. does have, he does have thirty. And Parker never did. Yeah, if he could do that in a night, it was like so like game. Yeah, I, I, I could say maybe I'm being swayed a little bit towards Dane here by the NBA's take on it and just the bus driver conversation. But the reality is, is, is Dame is just so. You look at like when you go to these all time rankings, right? And you pull up like career accolades, and it's like, well, you know, he's this great scorer. That's the only thing holding you back. It's like Draymond. That's because man. that's what builds a legacy, man. That's what the. What do you do? If doing? that's what your view of legacy, it, like we all look back at Tracy McGrady, why? Because his legacy was an amazing basketball player. It wasn't, we all point out like the accolades he's missing, but in terms of like what their legacy was on the game, I don't think that changes. And so like what that's I'm fair. that, that look, I'm and, saying, and that's, I'm, saying yeah, I'm coming back. Like I'm, I'm giving, I know you're, like, you're like, oh, I'm getting swayed. I'm like, I know why you're getting swayed because Dame's a better player, but that's, <laughs> yeah, 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 you know, yeah, that's, yeah. it's all good. It's all good. If you're like, no, these need, need to matter more. And I can respect that, but yeah, I, I just the way Dame can just go off for fifty and like it's just surgical. Like he doesn't miss. It's uh, fair. That's fair. We're, we're moving. Tony on. Parker never had the ability. Yeah. All right, I got one Keep last. Rolling. You know what? Uh, I got one last guy, but I, I don't know. If you know what? You're gonna piss me off when we talk about this. So a uh, better or worse all <laughs> time. The last Tony. one. Yeah, we'll save some time. Better or worse all time than Tony Parker, Gary Payton, the first one. Oh jeez. <laughs> I love pulling up these like '90s guys and just making you just contemplate life. It, it never, it, yeah, grinds <laughs> my gears, man. It's because so because I think Gary Payton can be so overrated, but like in I think this is like just right. Of like, I'm just gonna go. I'm just point gonna go. guard tier. I'm just gonna be honest. Uh, I was first off, I was wrong about Dame. All right, I'm willing to admit I was wrong. That 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 was a mistake. Okay. <laughs> um, okay sometimes, sure. sometimes we gotta argue. You gotta make the arguments, man. You gotta have debates. So I, I was beaten I in a debate. That. It's the first time I feel like I've ever had to really admit that. But I I was beaten. I should have done. I should have. I should have had a better. Team. Well, you knew Dame was better. You knew he was better. Like it, it's hard it to is, say it, that. It, it's hard to argue it. when the NBA themselves says he's a better player. So you know, yeah, very fair. Uh, but when it comes to Gary Payton, man, I'm not backing down. And here's why. Okay, uh, Gary Payton is better all time than Tony Parker. Uh, he's one of the best defenders all time of all time, if not the best. Okay, perimeter for sure. Um, I think he's. The exact same scorer that Tony Parker was. The exact same. You look at their career numbers, they're almost identical. They you know, 24 points a game in his best year. That's about Tony Parker. He averaged 20 points more times than Tony Parker did. He has three more all-time 
three more all-star performances, uh, three more all-star appearances than Tony Parker. He's a member of the Hall of Fame. I don't know if Tony Parker's eligible for that yet. However, talk about what do rings matter? Well, they do matter, and that's where Tony Parker's biggest case comes from. But the fact of the matter is, Gary Payton, to me, is in a league of his own in a category, that being defense, and he's considered top three unanimously. And Dame does not have that all time, right? Um, but Tony Parker doesn't have it either. And so for that reason, uh, when you're one of the best ever at one specific part of the game, and you're that leagues ahead of everybody else, uh, you're going to be better than a guy who doesn't have that. It's like the Rodman conversation. He's the best rebounder of all time. It's one of the three most important stats. Uh, he's going to be listed up there as one of the better players of all time because he was the greatest at one of the key things in the game. And so when it comes to defense, you're one of the greatest. And this guy, comparative to Tony Parker, was, you know, a great player all around, great all-around player, but does not have that one calling card. And, you know, it's not like Rodman with Gary Payton where Rodman was so good at defense and rebounding and so bad on offense. Gary Payton was not that bad on offense, man. Like, <laughs> he was too- <laughs> so No, I can't wait for Rodman round two. Oh, um, in terms of Gary Payton, yeah, I, I I was kinda like, yeah, this is like a good ranking for Gary Payton. I, I did believe, believe it or not, that he is a better point guard. Hey, defense. Yeah. And yeah. actually it, it is ironically, I, I knew he was better defensively. But I was looking for this. I'm like, all right, offensive numbers, you know. Thinking to myself, they averaged around the same. Yet and especially in like Gary Payton's peak when, oh, I don't know, he took Sean Kemp, and I love Sean Kemp. He's a very good player. His peak was very good. Took basically that dude with him to the playoffs, to the finals. Yeah, I lost to Michael Jordan. Uh, the glove couldn't contain him, but nobody could. My offense is, I digress. Um, eh. Gary so Payton. that Michael Jordan was one of the, other guys in that elite defender all time. He was, he, he was, but dropping 45, I think is more unstoppable. Um, Gary Payton in, in terms of like, he's scoring and what he was scoring, like for his team was so much more valuable than like Tony Parker's casual, like 16, 17, like when Gary Payton was getting 24, 25 in the nineties, that was like a third of the team's points sometimes like, yeah. and especially what he brought defensively. Uh, I actually think he's far and away. I, I would love to see him on those Spurs teams. I think they, again, would win more. I think it's a perfect fit. That's it would be, yeah, an insane fit. Uh, so uh, actually really without hesitation, the only thing you can really give Tony Parker is like he won more. But even just the job that, Gary Payton did in that 95-96 season. Or maybe it was 96-97. Either way, whatever the years, everyone knows what I'm talking about. You get to that stage with the team he had around him. Uh, Gotta tip my hat. Gets the nod. Let's go. Defense wins championships. There we go. There we go. That's that's what we like to see for the team defense matters uh, side of this podcast. I I pinpointed him, not the team. (laughs) Sean Kemp was lack thereof at times defensively, but um, no. all right. I, I think that, that, that closes us out, but um, yeah, that was, that was fun. We'll be back next week. Hopefully with Luke. Um, he always brings a nice spice to the, uh, 
to the debates, a different take, different yeah. perspectives. So, um, yeah, we'll be back. We're heating up on the trade deadline. I always love MB. Always love my NBA Tuesdays, man. So, um, it's uh, it's been fun. We'll be back uh, Friday for our Week 17 NFL preview. And before we do that, we do need to get our Thursday night uh, predictions down. So, who do you got this week? Uh, we got the matchup of. Oops, I typed in week six. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, oh, I need week 17. Sorry. Yeah, I'll stay out of the 16. Yeah, 17. Um, um, this is 2021. What is, what's going on with the NFL website, guys? Why are you making it so difficult? Oh, Dallas and the Titans. Wow, yes. So, you know, in gear was for basketball. I didn't know this was a game. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take Dallas. I'm going to take Dallas, too. I yeah, think Derrick Henry's yeah. going to sit because this game does not matter. for He's dinged up, and this game does not affect Tennessee's playoff chances at all. So I'm Really? Take, Aren't they sitting at 7 and 8? Yeah, but they're not going to get a wild card. I don't think they can. They're not going to catch the Dolphins or anything. And So the only way they can get it is winning the division, and mathematically it does not change anything um, what happens this week with the Jaguars or the Cow- or the Titans. I did not know that. So they basically okay. they play the Jaguars in Week 18. So the winner of Which the AFC South will that. be that game. So that's why it doesn't okay. matter. I got you. Yes. So for record. that reason, I think Derrick Henry is going to sit. And if Derrick Henry's sitting and Malik Willis is starting, this is going to be a bit ugly. So mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going with Dallas as well. So, How about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? But um, <laughs> all right, so we got that on the record. As always, thanks for listening, guys. Be sure to check us out on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, the whole shebang. Share this podcast with your friends. Um, send in suggestions via Instagram, what you what you think we should do for better or worse, or some who he played for things to try and stump the human encyclopedia. So, um, as always, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll catch you guys Friday. Yes, sir.